Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Come along, it's amateur hour, where your story becomes ours. Join me as I sit and talk, and making changes to feeling stuck. Let me keep you coming. Welcome back to the Amateur Hour podcast with yours truly, Denise. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support you've been giving on these previous episodes. For our last episode, we had the lovely Ashley Choi, and it's been super fun to be able to have all these wonderful guests. But today you're going to be having me alone on my first solo podcast. So y'all are just going to be hearing me talk. I have a lot of exciting things to talk about today. So let's get started. Today's drink of choice is... Corn tea. If you don't know what that is, it's very popular here in Korea. I don't know if it's popular anywhere else, but it's called Oksususiyomta, which directly translates to corn beard tea. So y'all can just imagine what that's going to taste like. It kind of tastes, I guess, for, for lack of better words, like popcorn, what not buttered. It's just very... In Korean, you would say the word kosohe, which means kind of nutty, kind of warm tasting. It's very good. It's one of my favorite drinks. I have a two liter bottle with me right now to keep me hydrated. And I'm feeling a little corny today. So <laughs> we're going to be having our corn tea and we're going to be talking all about what's been going on recently. So what's been going on for me is I actually just recently dropped my first feature on my friend's EP. It's called Skywalker. And my song is called Mile High. And I helped co-write it. And it was super exciting for me to be able to finally have a song out for y'all to listen to. It was such a great experience to be able to work with another artist, someone as astonishing and amazing as Joe Malone himself. Joe Malone, not to be confused with the perfume, I had my first feature release and it is now on Spotify, Melon if you're in Korea and all these other music streaming platforms. So be sure to check it out. So that's what's been going on. I've been working on that song and finally been able to have it released. It's the first song I think that I've actually ever had released since I 
had my EP when I was 17 that I released on streaming platforms. But this is the first one I've done as an actual artist, as a solo artist now. I've been really happy to be able to work on that. And I've been working on a bunch of other songs for you guys for my EP coming out this year, hopefully, if I can get my butt on it. I've been working every day in the studio. It's been very taxing and very tiring, but super fun. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear that. Just me and my quarantine working on some music. So for today, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things because of the fact that I am on a solo run today, but it's been good. I Little updates for me. I've been working at Arirang as a radio DJ, and that's been super great. I'm on every Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., two hours of just me and pure chaos. I don't know why people think it's a good idea to put me on a mic, but apparently you guys enjoy it. So I'm glad to know that I can be a little bit of entertainment to y'all. I am a very interesting person. I'm a very corny person. I think I'm very boring, but you guys seem to like it. So I have a lot of chaos going on in my life. With that being said, I've also been working on my Twitch streaming on Dive every Fridays, which is going for a few more months. And that's a great little highlight for my weekends because I get to talk about music and have a lot of other things and play some games with some good friends and beat everyone because I'm a winner. I'm not a person that needs to win, but if I consecutively lose, I will be very upset. So far, I have not necessarily lost any games, but I I will say I have won more than I have lost. Either I'm really good at these games or Ashley and Sam are very bad. So I don't know if that's a big confidence boost, but I feel good about it. I got pancakes the other week and that really motivated me to keep winning. If you didn't know, I have an obsession with pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes to be exact, and hash browns. I love breakfast food. If you've watched Parks and Recreation, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, I am Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson, where why would anyone eat anything else aside from breakfast food? To which Ron Swanson replies, people are idiots, Leslie. To which he was honestly kind of correct, because as time progresses, I'm learning that the world is very, very small. And not only that, very small. And there are some people who are just living the way they are living out there. Not that I judge them. I just don't agree with a lot of things. (laughs) But I think we can all relate to that. No hate to anyone else. It's just, ah. So we just don't match. And I found that there is a good to cutting people off. So we are learning a lot these days. 2022 is the year where I learned how to block people. It's a big thing. I never knew how to use the block feature on my phone. I thought, why would I ever block someone? But I realized you can block scam calls. You can block all these different things. You can just out of sight, out of mind these. And it's honestly kind of phenomenal. You learn so much. At the ripe age of 21, I have learned so much. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Whenever we don't have a guest here on Amateur Hour, we will be having an interview with me, Miss Denise. And I have not interviewed myself in a while. I have actually been interviewing myself a little too much lately on a personal level because of my previous Honesty Hour goals where I've been spending a little more time with myself, which has been great, but also terrifying because you really get to know yourself really well when you're alone. And it's been a little bit daunting, but I've actually just recently finished a book that I wanted to talk about that helped me spend a little more time with myself and be okay with doing that. So I brought in this book called Ikigai by Hector Garcia and Francesc Mirales. I probably have just butchered that name. Francesc Mirales. Yes, but it is a best-selling book and it is actually originally written in Japanese, I believe. But in this book, they talk a lot about the Japanese and what they call centenarians, which means someone who's lived a very long time. And they interviewed a lot of different people from a lot of different areas and talk about not only centenarians from Japan, but also from different countries as well about how they lived so long and what it is that kept them going for a hundred plus years. And this is crazy because I'm 21 and I'm already tired. So I... (laughs) I think we can all kind of feel that in a way where life is short, but it's also very long. So I talk to my grandparents a lot, actually, or my grandmothers, but um, my because both of my grandfathers have passed away. But my grandmothers do give me a lot of wisdom. And I used to volunteer at a silver school, which is where a lot of elders would come and learn new things. They would eat and just chat and hang around. And I learned a lot of wisdom from them, just talking to a lot of them and hearing about their lives and what it was like growing up. And not only that, but also their immigration process, because the silver school was in Houston, where I grew up. And a lot of these people had immigrated from South Korea. And it was really interesting hearing their stories and what it is that brought them here and how they're living now and what they've learned through that process and through the many years that they've lived. So in this book, I actually had a few points where I wanted to hit where I had some of my favorite chapters where they talk about Ikigai and what it is exactly. Ikigai is all about living in a state of flow. And that's what's something that's really interesting where a French philosopher might call it raison d'etre, if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I don't speak French. So sadly, I only speak a very little bit. Bonjour, oui, oui. I, uh, comment ça va? I love that language, but I think there's so many beautiful languages out there. But 
They always talk about having a clearly defined ikigai that'll bring satisfaction, happiness, and meaning to your lives. And it just talks about holding a way of eternal youth inside of you to where even though you age, you continually have that spirit. And in Japanese, ikigai means life and to be worthwhile. It combines those two terms and it can be broken down into characters apparently in the language, which mean armor, number one, to be first, to be in, to be taking initiative and the words beautiful and elegant. And Ikigai talks about giving a sense of purpose to each and every day and playing an important role in health and longevity. And that is something that we all need. We all need health and longevity. I think I learned or I heard recently health is wealth. And I didn't believe that until this year where my body kind of started failing me because I was so burnt out and tired. And that really took a toll on my physical health for the first time in my life where I realized I'm not as young as I used to be. And I can't just keep pulling all-nighters in the studio and being okay. It really took a toll on me. And I can't just keep drinking coffee and doing these things where I used to be able to burn night fuel and keep going, but taking care of yourself and your health is so important. I actually started working out more. If you guys see me pulling up and I'm really buff, you know why. It's all about taking care of yourself. And that's why I have this Honesty Hour segment here on this podcast as well. So even at my, I guess you could say younger age at 21, it's never too early to start taking care of yourself. I think it's a lifelong journey and a lifelong process. And I think this book, Ikigai, really helped me look at that and look into my life and see what it is that I can do to help put myself in my state of flow. In the book, there's a lot of different chapters that break down a lot of different areas. If you didn't know, I love reading. And this book actually, some fans sent to me. So thank you, Trulies. But I really, really enjoyed the segment where they talk about what they call flow. And flow is where, you know, whenever you're working on something that you really don't want to do, and you sit there and you've been working on it, and you look at the time, and it's only been five minutes, that means you're not in a state of flow. You don't really want to do it or it's too hard or it's too easy. But flow is whenever you're in a state where it's just the right amount of challenging, but also fun. And it puts you in a state where you could be doing something and time could pass extensively and you won't even realize it. I can compare this to whenever I'm playing a game or story game. For example, my favorite game is Kingdom Hearts. Whenever I would start that game, it would literally be 11 a.m. And then I finish the game and I look outside and the sun is setting. It is literally 6 p.m. That is a state of flow where everything that I'm doing is super, super fun to me. And no matter what it is, I want to keep going and keep working. I don't feel tired. I don't feel burnt out. It's something that I feel I could continuously do. And I lose track of time in a sense of that because I'm so focused, but also in the moment as well. I feel that I find my state of flow a lot of times whenever I'm working on music, but I actually overworked myself, I think, where I started to challenge myself with different genres or writing different songs in different amounts of time. And this kind of killed my flow where I started thinking I need to write better songs more than I need to write songs that matter. And that was something that really struck me because of the fact that for the first time I felt writer's block. And I'd never felt that before. I thought maybe that I went I went through a whole moment where I thought maybe I shouldn't do music. Maybe I should just 
sing and not write because I don't know if I can keep doing this. I don't know if I can keep pumping out this creativity. But creativity is never something, to be honest, that I think runs out. It comes constantly from inspiration from different places. And if I sat there in my studio all day, obviously, I'm not outside getting inspiration or creative flow from anywhere else. So how could I expect myself to write about experiences that I haven't had myself? So it talks about balance. And that's something that's difficult for me. I'm a very black and white person where it comes to it's either this or that. There's no in between. But life is all about the gray area. It's all about the middle. It's all about not being too much or too little. And that's an area where I'm learning. And this book actually helped me a lot because I told myself to put myself in a state of flow. And if the flow is not coming, then I'll work on something else. You can learn to do flow actually in things that you don't want to do either, even if it feels like a very mundane task or something that's very difficult. You can slowly build yourself up to it to put yourself in a state of flow for everything else. And that was something that was very encouraging to me because there are a lot of things that I feel sometimes that I'm involved in that are way out of my reach or I put too much on my plate. But if you put too much on your plate, just take it piece by piece, just cut up that steak to little mini bite-sized pieces and then you'll be able to digest it better. And that's what I learned because I have a habit of putting a lot on my plate where I think I can do all of these things, but I am one person. And then I come home and I'm either extremely burnt out or I think I can keep going. I can't stop. So that's a balance that I had to learn recently. And I didn't think that if I kept going on that way, I would be able to be the best version of myself. And that's what I'm always searching for is not being the best version of myself, but being the version of myself that I am capable of being today. And taking it day by day is really important because yes, it's good to have goals. Yes, it's good to look ahead to the future. But being present in the here and now, in the moments that you're living in that time, is something that you're never going to get back until they're memories. And then you never even realize it. There are times where I would become very anxious because I would be having a good time somewhere or with people. And then I would sit there and get in my head and go, this is a good time that I'm having right now. And one day it's just going to be a memory and I'm never going to get this time back. And then I would get really in my head. But I don't want to do that anymore. If I'm having a good time, if I'm enjoying myself, I want to be able to be present in that moment and have a good time and not have to think about what's to come in the future because that's not always how it should be. Looking ahead is good, but it's whenever you only look ahead, you don't allow yourself to stop and actually assess your surroundings and see what's going on around you. This book taught me a lot about that and what it is to live a long and happy life, as they all say. I never really thought much about my future in terms of the 40s, the 50s. It was very much I have a 10 year plan and I stick to it. But every time I've had a 10 year plan, it kind of went out the window. My history and my growing up was very odd where I started my career at the age of 11. So it's been 10 years now since I've been in the industry. I decided in the fourth, fifth grade that I wanted to be a singer. And my parents supported me, which I was very grateful and blessed to have. And from there, I was thrown into the whirlwind that is the industry. And I was doing auditions, I was singing, I was doing vocal lessons. So there would be days where people would want to hang out or they would want to, at that age, be like, let's play, you know, let's go ride our bikes. But I'll go, no, I'm sorry, I have a vocal lesson or things like that. And it was very different because 
it in a way, for lack of better words, kind of deprived me of having that childhood. And that's something I've been so desperate to get back these days because I felt that I never really had a chance to properly grow up in the amount of time that people usually learn these experiences and how to coexist with other people and how to work with others and what it is to actually have friends, which is something that's a lot harder than you would think, and have good, healthy relationships with the people around you. So I, growing up, was always training or working or on a show. And then that was up until even now where I look back and I was talking to Joe Malone actually the other day because our song released and we were just talking about how we got to where we were in our history. And then he said, you've lived such an interesting, crazy life. And I've never really thought twice about that where I just kind of thought that's my life. That's kind of how I grew up. And since it's the only life I knew, I thought, well, I kind of thought, you know, doesn't everyone go through that? And then he looked at me and went, Denise, no one goes through that. And I realized you're right. (laughs) No one else was really doing that. I'm pretty sure there are people out there that were doing it as well, but it wasn't the normal upbringing of a person. And I was back and forth from different cities to different countries for the past 10 years. And I never felt that I had a stationary place to call my home. I was living out of suitcases 70% of the time and never knowing where I was going to be next. Even now, if you ask me where I'm going to be next month, I don't know. And honestly, it's hard because I feel that in a way, Houston is my home, but I didn't spend so much time there growing up that I do feel a little more comfortable here in Korea. But at the same time here in Korea, I'm uh, an alien, what they call a foreigner. And even though bloodwise I am Korean, it's hard because I don't know where I stand in terms of being Korean American sometimes. And it's an interesting process when it comes to me and my work. But I came to realize that that means there's so much more I can bring to the table in terms of diversity and work. I'm bilingual. I have a lot more experience under my belt than a lot of people my age. And I think everyone has that with all the experiences that you have that you had growing up. It just means there's so much more room to grow and there's so much that you have to offer in all the situations. Whenever you walk into somewhere, it's not always what you're walking into. I think we tend to forget what we walk in with, which is us. And we can have full confidence and full appreciation for what it is that we've done. And I had to take a step back and really look at myself and go, I did that. I accomplished that. I don't think there were really any failures because of the fact that it was all a growing process. I honestly don't think failure is a word in my vocabulary because no matter what it is, even if things didn't turn out the best way, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And if it weren't for those moments that I wouldn't be doing what I am now, I wouldn't be able to look and assess situations. I wouldn't be able to block people. You know, things happen, things change. And every time time passes, there's always more things to be learned. And I get a little bit of anxiety of that because I think, when am I going to be able to get there? When am I going to be able to get to the point where I'm going, I made it, I did it. But it's the climb. It is very much Miley Cyrus, the climb, where if you don't have struggle or things that you went through in order to get to where you want to go, Whenever you get there, it's not as special as it would be. If you're taking a road trip, say you're on your way to, I would take a little moment because I didn't, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it because I grew up pronouncing a lot of words wrong. So I used to call lingerie lingerie. I would read it directly as it was. I would call tampons tampoons. I don't know why I put an extra O in there. Yosemite Park. Say you're taking a road trip to Yosemite Park. 
if it wasn't for the fact that you have to take, I don't know where you live, but say you have to take a 10 hour drive there. If it's not for the 10 hour drive and the getting there and stopping to take gas or take breaks or whatever it is, or just the drive in general, Yosemite Park wouldn't be as beautiful and as great of a destination if it didn't take as long to get there. Even if you took a flight, that flight alone probably took a lot of energy. Traveling is very tiresome. It's when you get there that it's so much bigger and better. And in those moments, you realize that those little moments you took taking little diner trips in between or seeing the sights or seeing trees or if you're where from I'm from, Texas, when you drive anywhere, there's cows. So seeing the cows or whatever it is, those become really core memories in the sense where you tie that all in to your destination. And that's something that I've found that is the climb. And that's something that's really important. It's not always about, <laughs> that sounds so cheesy. I'm in a corny mood today. I told you, it's not about the destination. It's about the climb. And that's something that I actually found is very striking to me these days. And in the climb, I find my flow. I find what makes me better. I find my ikigai, which is something that is humbling and also very inspirational to me. So that's my take on that book and what it gave to me. In my state of flow, I was actually able to write a song with my lovely friend Joe Malone. And this is a song that just recently dropped off his new EP called Skywalker. And it's called Mile High. I helped co-write my part. And it is the first song that I have written that has been released since I have been a solo artist within these past few years. So it's super exciting. And I was so happy and honored to be able to have done it with my great friend. We write together a lot. We met actually a few months ago and just he hit me up and said, hey, I have a track. Do you want to work on it? And I went, yeah, sure. And then I listened to the track and then I just, I wrote the song. I wrote my part of the song within maybe an hour, less than an hour. And that was super fast. And I was definitely in a state of flow there where I didn't think twice about, is this the best melody? Is this the best lyric or whatever it is? It really just came out very smoothly. It came out very clean and I didn't think too much about it, which is what I think is me in a state of flow. This song is actually in Korean, so I will be reading the Korean lyrics and then translating for this song breakdown because it talks about mile high where don't confuse it with a lot of other mile high things, but mile high in terms of where you really enjoy spending time with this person and it makes you feel like you're on a high, a mile high. So my lyrics start and I'm gonna be breaking down my part. I come in on the second verse where my lyrics in Korean, which I will be translating, go 점점 더 다가와 구름보다 더더 높이 날아가자, which means come closer to me, let's go higher than the clouds. Let's fly higher than the clouds. And that really means that basically you want this person to be close to you and you want to take off with this person. You want to go somewhere. You want to do something. You want to have experiences with them. And honestly, this is how I feel about my life and myself where I kind of want to tell myself, you know, just come a little closer to yourself, get to know yourself a little more, even though it's scary. And let's just break that ceiling that you think that you have on yourself. Let's break that ceiling and whatever it is that you think about yourself in terms of I'm up until here. This is my limit. 
And limits are very important. Know what you're capable of and don't overdo yourself. But there's also always a hope of being able to do more. The next part goes, 바라보다 혹시나 너나와 같은 마음일까 싶어. It means me looking at you, I keep thinking, maybe do you have the same feelings as me? And it's basically, I mean, it is a song kind of about a crush where you're thinking, I really want to spend this time with you and have these experiences with you. So whenever I'm looking at you, I'm thinking, "Mm, are you feeling the way that I do? Are you catching the vibes? So it's very, it's a very cute song. It talks about just kind of having that little what they call salaim in Korean, which means a little heart flutter type moment. And it just talks about that kind of thing. But I like to think back to myself where it's going, you know, I look at the situations in my life and I'm going, hmm, am I feeling the same way about this opportunity as I would say if it was either a different opportunity or an opportunity with something else? But I like to take every opportunity as an experience and I like to imagine that everything has something for me and I have something for it. So it's a very give and take. The next lyric goes, pull up when you want to. Which is basically, you know, obviously pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up when you want to. means a night where I'm drawn to you. I don't know why I'm being poetic right now, but it's a very specific time where one moment can change everything. And that means in this song, you know, pull up when you want to. And but this is the night where I feel very, very drawn to you. And I like to think about that for me and music where it comes to I'm telling you right now, I wish I had some romantic experience to pull from in my life, but I don't. I really, really wish I did. But I'm super not fun. I never had time for romance growing up and it was never a thought. But I love reading books, which is a problem, which means my my romance thing, my my what do you call that? My imagination and the limit the the level for that is very high. It's not even high. It's just not real. Maybe that's what mile high is about. It's about the fact that my expectations for love are so high, but I just wrote from experience, not that I have. I just like to imagine um, a little crush that someone was having and they were talking about, oh, you know, pull up when you want to tonight where I'm drawn to you. The next lyrics go, catch me if I'm slipping faded, taste it, which is catch me if I'm slipping faded. The words that you say to express yourself, I want you to taste it, where it was kind of a lyric where I wanted to talk where whenever someone says something, I want them to mean it. So I think there's a lot of empty words that are spat out a lot during the day whenever we don't even realize they just kind of come out. And me doing a podcast, of course, just me being on a bike mic in general, it makes a lot of sense that sometimes I say things and I don't mean them. But I like to be very intuitive I like to be very one with my words and make sure everything that I say has meaning and has depth and means something. But there are a lot of times where obviously I just spit out words. I'm like, ha ha ha, that's typey, that typey. And it just doesn't mean anything. And I joke around a lot. But when it comes to this situation, I wanted this person to be able to say, I want you to taste the words that you're saying to me, as in, I want you to be able to really mean them and feel them and express them to me to the point where you can taste it. So those were my song breakdown. That song is really fun for me and very exciting. And I 
loved writing that verse. I loved being involved in that song. And you guys have been showing it a lot of love, which I'm very grateful about. If you haven't heard it yet, Mile High by Joe Malone featuring Denise. And it's a great song to listen to when you're cruising or driving or just chilling, kicking back. So it's really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it if you haven't listened to it already. And if you have already, I hope you are enjoying it. So that was my song breakdown for the week. This next segment that I have on this podcast is called Honesty Hour, where we talk about the crucial, never-ending journey with mental health, and it is very difficult. As we say on this podcast, we may not all have it figured out, but we can certainly try. And I don't know, you guys may look to me on this podcast as someone who has it all figured out, but I think that it's kind of great to know that I don't, and that's very humbling for me to say because of the fact that Obviously, as someone that creates content on the internet, someone that is, um, I hate that word and applying it to myself, but a celebrity, I guess. But I hate applying that word to myself because I just feel like a random 21-year-old girl that's just making music and people like it. And I'm very grateful and lucky to have it. But I'm kind of going, why do y'all like me? <laughs> so it's it's interesting, but I don't have it all figured out. I'm just as lost as you guys are, if not more sometimes. And my journey with mental health has grown so much through these past, actually this past year alone in 2022. I kept saying actually recently that I'm ready for 2022 to end because after everything that happened this year and that I went through, 2023 has got to be the year for me. And if it's not, I am walking into the river. So anyways, it's... It's a moment where I came to realization about me and myself and who I am and who I really want to be without the company of anybody else and without a company in general, because I've been a freelance for almost a year now, actually, if, if it hits early next year. I just had a huge reality check about that. Time flew, but for some reason, it's been so slow. But 2022 has been a huge year of growth for me. We started this podcast. Uh, I will hopefully be releasing my EP. Um, you guys have been able to interact with me more. And I hope this year has been as much of a year to be able to work on yourselves as it has for me. Every year just kind of passes by and then we hit New Year's and then we look back and go, what did we do this year? What did I do this year? And to be honest, we always can find things that we did. And every year we take, we grow and we learn more. I mean, for me, it's been me really sitting down with myself and trying to find myself again as a solo artist and as an independent indie artist who doesn't have any company to lean on anymore. And in that way, I wanted that more than anything. At the same time, though, obviously, there are a lot of struggles that come with it. I've been very grateful and lucky to have great people surrounding me and to be able to help me through these times. Like I've talked about Junie helping me through my transition period on my podcast, as well as Ashley also helping me and just people being willing to talk to me during my transition periods and hear me out and the struggles that I'm going through. And I hope that you have people like that in your life as well. And if you feel that you don't, join our Truly's Discord. We're all really nice on there. And you guys can hopefully find like-minded people as well on that chat. The internet is a scary, scary place, but it can also be kind of nice. And I put up rules on my Discord server. I have mods. We don't allow any funny business. So if you feel alone, just hop in, say hi. And I'm sure that everyone will be super happy to have you. 
no man is an island and it truly is important to have great people surrounding you. But with that being said, you also have to be able to be very content with being with yourself. It's that very cheesy term. It's that very corny term since we're drinking corn tea today that you're the only one who has to live with you for the rest of your life. So get to know them. In my last episode, I talked about my mental health or I guess honesty our goal, which was working out, being more physically active. And I have been doing that. I've been starting personal training. I've been going and doing cardio in the mornings, which has been good. Even if I honestly, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't like going to the gym. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the time I spend there. It's the aftermath of when I come out and I went, oh, I did something. I, I did something for myself. I sweat. I, it's the effect of where I tell myself and I believe that I did it to where it makes, it's the placebo effect. I think that's what they call it, where I'm kind of going, I did it. Good job. We did something. It's not a placebo effect. It actually makes the dopamine and the serotonin and all the good things in your brain. So I know it's hard, but for me, it was just me wanting to get myself doing something and being active and do something good. And I know that they all say, work out, it's good for you. I know it's good for me, but at what cost? It's, they say this in Parks and Rec too. Chris loves jogging. Jogging is the worst. Anne says, yeah, it's good for you, but at what cost? Genuinely, I feel the same way. But I don't make myself jog. I just do my little cardio for 20 minutes a day. I just go in, turn on my little walking machine, turn on my music, and I just walk. I don't run. If I feel like running, if I get a little bored, then I'll run and I'll turn on some hype music. But aside from that, it's not that I thoroughly enjoy my time in the gym. It's the time that I have after when I get out of the gym that I'm going, okay, yeah, we did that. And personal training has kind of been kicking my butt. First day I went in, we did leg day. A girl was trembling. A girl was trembling. I My legs we're not okay. And we have masks on in the gym. And behind my mask, I was just, my face was scrunched. I was just in pain. But it was very good. I feel that after that one session, I'm walking better. And I did arm day recently. And that was terrible because I have no arm strength whatsoever. And we literally just took a little rubber band kind of thing. And I just had to stretch that out 20 times. And when I say that I was struggling. It was actually embarrassing for me because afterwards I'd go because it just hurt the little that spicy feeling in your in your in your arms and your shoulders that you get. But I'm glad I did it. And every week I keep going and I know that it's good for me and it just becomes a habit, which is something that I feel is really important, just developing healthy habits. And that's why I create these goals in Honesty Hour, because I want us to be able to create goals for ourselves and have these habits that are healthy. And the more healthy habits we create and apply in our lives, the, I guess, healthier we become or so I, I, so I hope, like I said, we don't have it all figured out, but trust me, I'm definitely trying. I'm trying so hard, but with all my other goals, I've been doing pretty well. I actually been screwing up with my sleep schedule a little bit recently, but I realized I'm not as young as I used to be and a girl needs her sleep. So I've been trying to keep up on the sleep schedule because as I've been working on my EP, the hours just fly. And I hate the feeling of coming out of my studio when it's morning. And especially if it's time when the sun's coming out. Once I walk out and I hear the birds chirping, I get honestly physically sick. I hate it because I think 
dude, everyone's going to work right now and I'm going home to sleep. I hate sleeping when the sun is up. I'm not a frequent nap taker. It stresses me out for some reason to think that during the day when I should be burning daylight, I'm just sleeping and I know it's going to mess with my sleep later on at night. So I just try not to take naps. But I've been waking up at pretty decent times or I try to consistently wake up no matter how late I sleep. And that's been really hard because I have been sleeping later. But with the physical, I've been working out and oof, it's it's hard. But I guess it's I'm working. I'm trying. We're all trying out here. Let me know in the Truly Discord chat or anywhere else on my social media, as Denise Kim says, what goals you guys have been implying for yourselves. Hopefully you guys have been going on this journey with me as well. So I feel a little less alone. Meep. My goal for this episode is actually to lower my caffeine intake. If you don't know, I absolutely adore coffee. I love the flavor profile of it. I drink decaf coffee, not as much, but I try to drink decaf because they charge more for decaf coffee because I know they have to extract it from the bean and all that stuff. But it's just if I'm going to spend money on coffee and I have to pay a little more for the decaf, I kind of won't. I'm not willing to sometimes, so I'll just drink it if I want it. But I'm trying to lower my caffeine intake. I love matcha. I love green tea. I love coffee, chocolate, etc. All the things that have the caffeine in it. But I have a tremor in my hands where I have a worse tremor in my hands right now because I did arm day. And oh, I'm not necessarily sure why I have the tremor in my hands. I know a lot of people are very concerned about it, especially when they see my videos. And it's so hard for me to take TikTok sometimes because my hands are so shaky. But I'm trying to lower it to maybe help with the shakiness. And also, you know, caffeine's not always the greatest thing for you. And it causes anxiety. It's just overall not something that's really good for you. So I'm trying to lower my caffeine intake overall. So if I say have three cups of coffee a day, I'm going to take it down to just one or two, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. But hopefully I can start switching off to decaf. I'm probably just going to buy a pack of decaf coffee, the little the little soluble ones they sell so that it's easier for me to just implement that decaf lifestyle. So if I am a little more chilled out in the next few weeks, then you guys will know why. That's pretty much my goal for this time around because I'm trying to do that for me. And also because I talk pretty fast, to be honest, and I've been trying to slow it down for a lot of reasons because I live in Korea and sometimes when I speak English, even though they understand it, with the speed that I go at, I'm a rapper to them. And I'm not a rapper. Trust me. It's just that I do speak pretty fast and I want to slow that down. I want to be in the moment. I don't want to feel so on my toes all the time, like I said earlier. So we're going to be lowering the caffeine intake slowly and I'll let you guys know how that goes. Sadly, it is time to come to a close with our lovely episode of Amateur Hour. I hope that you guys enjoyed my first solo episode and I was able to talk about a lot of different things and hopefully you guys could get a little more insight and catch up on what's been going on in my life. Y'all had a little interview with me, Denise. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you, Denise. Yes, so nice to meet you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're always trying to just meet ourselves and come to a little middle ground. And, you know, there's so many different parts of us. It's not just one thing. We're never just one thing. People are so, humans are so complex. So coming to know all the different sides and parts of yourself is something that I've been coming to terms with. And hopefully you guys can too. If you feel the need to just turn on your voice notes and have a little TED talk with yourself, then go for it. Honestly, if that helps you put your thoughts together, I journal a lot and that's something that helps me. So hopefully maybe that can help you as well. But my, I'll be letting you know how I'm doing with my decaf journey. And I actually just recently started a new book after finishing Ikigai. So once I finish that book, maybe we'll do another breakdown of that. So let me know if you guys are interested. I don't know if I have many bookworms in my listener pool. But if you do, then recommend me some books as well. I would, I'm always down to read more books. But, but we had a great time talking about the new music I released and the new EP that I'm working on. If you want to listen to some leaks and little previews of it, be sure to check out my Patreon, which is also where I upload weekly covers. So you guys can hear that. All my social media accounts are at Denise Kim Says all across the board. And then areas where I sing, SoundCloud, YouTube are all Denise Kim Sings. So we have Denise Kim Says and Denise Kim Sings. So you guys can just find me there and also be sure to join my Shirley's discord chat and check me out on other places as well thank you guys so much for listening stay blessed see you guys next time I wanna say thank you for tuning in I hope you enjoyed listening I'm afraid it's time to go but I'll see you in the next episode Amateur Hour with Denise Kim is a production of DK Entertainment, LLC, produced by Diane Kang, Melissa D. Montz, and Diamond M. Print Productions. Post-production sound by Chris Henry and advertisement partnership with ACAST.